welcome to Rosicrono Ramblings, Heart Travelogue, Heart Diary, All Nonsense. I'm your host, Zach Rosicrono. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, episode 15, Joe Hubaro, Malaysia, Hemorrhoidal Hell. Uh, this one is fun. Uh, very, very, getting to some pretty personal stuff about my body in this one. But you know what? It's just, it's just what it is. Uh, so top of the show, a uh, little reminder, the whole reason I started this shindig to begin with is to advertise and promote my book, uh, A Relic from the Past. Uh, that's not the name of the book, A Relic from the Past, although that would be a, name, a good name for a, a book one day. I'm just speaking in general terms. Books are relics from the past, but please, my book, Life in the Layover, available now on Amazon. Go out, please buy it. Uh, it's not it's not a relic it's fun uh, it's it's a bit crude bit rude uh, but pop that sucker in the bathroom read a chapter here chapter there there's uh, illustrations uh, in between each chapter that I did that are pretty darn funny I'd say um, but <clears throat> to get into tonight's episode um, Joe Hubaro Malaysia hemorrhoidal hell this one like I said is a doozy uh, and as per usual, I will be reprising my uh, Benoit Blanc character, uh, Daniel Craig, Knives Out. You should see it. Um, you know, you've been coming at her knives out, weeks bloody, like like that guy. I'm gonna try to do my best that guy for this reason. But let's just shift the mood here. And yep, the fire going. Mm, nice, nice and warm. Get cozy. As we travel to Malaysia, Johubaro, Malaysia, hemorrhoidal hell. My body has a particular knack for developing medical maladies right before I'm supposed to set off for a work trip. Three days prior, I was supposed to fly to Kiev, Ukraine. I had to go to the ER to get a cyst surgically removed from my upper thigh, right above my testicles. Now, as I'm about to set off for Johubaru, Malaysia, to train one of our newest surveyors from the Hong Kong office, my body conjured up a near golf ball-sized hemorrhoid. I mean, it didn't happen out of thin air. Perhaps aggressive mountain biking in Colorado the week prior was a contributing factor, but by God did this puppy hurt. You don't realize how instrumental your asshole is in, in everyday life until a blood clot the size of a midget's paw is protruding out of that area, causing shooting stabs of pain with any and all movement. Coughing was torture. Sneezing? Oh, sneezing might have well been a fucking death sentence. I had visited my doctor a week prior to my departure, but forgot to inform her that I would be leaving on this trip. So if surgical intervention is required, it's best I get it done sooner rather than later. She instead prescribed me rectal suppositories. So I spent that weekend timidly shoving these eraser-sized objects up my ass. And while the pain levels did subside once the suppository melted inside me, the actual administration process was scarring in and of itself. I prefer that zone to be a one-tracked path, exit only if you catch my drift. Pause as I take a little sip of the bevy to wet the whistle. My doctor had asked that I touch base with her on Monday, so if I hadn't improved, I could get referral for surgery. But I thought, wait, wait, a referral? 
So they'll schedule this thing a couple days after Monday, and I'll have almost no recovery time before my flight Friday night. Uh, I spent that Sunday calling various emergency rooms around Boston to see if they'll operate on hemorrhoids. Two hospitals told me that since it's an elective procedure, I'd have to get a referral to get it done, and one hospital said that they don't give out medical advice over the phone, which caused me to end the conversation by yelling, Tell me if you can operate on my fucking asshole, you fucking asshole. The enigma of the American healthcare system is frustrating to say the least in dire times such as these. Fortunately, on Monday, I was able to schedule an operation and limped in to get this old roid removed. Once in the opera- operating room, at the instruction of the surgeon, I stripped down naked, kneeled down at the foot of the mechanical bed, and laid flat on my, out on my stomach with my arms splayed out in front of me. The bed then rose up, raising my ass in the air. The surgeons tried to take my cheeks open, but the sweat and hair made it a cumbersome process. So one of them had to, quote, spread him open, while the other injected three Novocaine shots directly into my anus. This was by far one of the most violating and painful parts of the whole experience. Maybe my entire life. However, a necessary one. After about 20 or so minutes of injecting, cutting, draining, and wiping, the procedure was over, and while the Novocaine was still very much in my system, the pain relief from having this fucker removed was almost instant. They stuffed some gauze in the area and told me to prevent any blood leakage onto my clothes that I wear a feminine pad. Now, I've always had a high level of respect for women, but that level deepened after I started having to wear pads. No one instructed me how to put them on, though, so first time I implied it sticky side up so I could plug myself up like a leaky dam rather than adhesive side down on your underwear. When I got home, I changed the blood-soaked pad and began to apply a new one, but my gal quickly educated me on the proper application process. Sticky side down, idiot. I would spend the next four days afterwards nursing my wound with many sits baths and generally just lying down on my side taking it easy and was fortunately able to make my regularly scheduled flight to Singapore. I've certainly had easier flights but it was tolerable. When I landed in Singapore I caught one cab to the border, switched taxis to one allowed to cross into Malaysia and finally after what seemed like ages in traffic on the bridge between two countries I arrived in my first city of the trip, Johubaru, Malaysia. Now, 99.9% of the times I travel for work purposes, I travel solo, lone wolf style. I've grown accustomed to solitude, but in JB, I'd have company. I'd be training our newest surveyor in the data collection process, so we'd have all the joys of surveying, but none of the tedious transcribing to do afterwards. That's her job. Pause as I take a little sip of the bevy, would you? Technology fucks up all the time, so our data collection process is done with good old-fashioned pen and paper. Because when you're in East Africa and your iPad breaks, you're shit out of luck. All surveyors have different methods to collect this info. Some may open book it, which is just writing directly into the three-ring binder, which may save you transcribing time, but is suspicious as all hell. And 90% of the time, you'll be kicked out of whatever store you're in. My methodology is voice recording, so I just look like I'm having a really, really in-depth, boring conversation with whoever I'm on the phone with. However, this was the first time I made recordings with someone else in mind. 
Normally, I'd curse at myself and make rude comments about various other shoppers, but these were these recordings were as professional as I could be. A fear of mine used to be eating lunch alone, looking like fucking Steven Glansberg. Super bad reference. But in the four years I've been doing this gig, I've grown quite comfortable to solitary dining, so it was a slight shock to be scheduling breakfast, lunch, and dinner with someone else for three days straight. If anything, the novelty and company was nice, but it limited the amount of times I got room service to a whopping zero. Likely a first in a location, room service is my jam. It did afford me some more opportunities to go out and explore some of the local culture and cuisine, which we did two of the first nights by shopping around at a local night market and eating some delicious noodles in one of the famous street tent food-like cities scattered between the buildings. Using universal science of pointing at pictures of food, we also managed to score some scrumptious chicken and beef satay sticks. All in all, Johu Baro exceeded my expectations. I would depart one day before the other surveyor and head to the next city of my trip. I've taken planes, trains, and automobiles to various different, lo- various different countries and locations, but I've yet to take a ferry. Until now, catching the ferry to Batam Island, Indonesia. I will see you there. Oh, thank you folks for tuning in. What is this, episode 15 that we're already at? Um... Uh, thanks for listening. Joho Baro, Malaysia, hemorrhoidal hell. Like I said at the, uh, the beginning of this one, it got pretty personal there. Um, haven't had one since then, knock on wood, would you? Uh, but again, reminder, please buy the book, Life in the Layover. Whole reason why I, I started this. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon as well for all the writings. It's only $1 a month for just writing. I mean, come on, you spend more of that on, on coffee at Starbucks, would you? Uh, $2 a month for all the recordings. Uh, $2 a month also gets you access to everything. So please subscribe to the Patreon, buy Life in the Layover the Book, and as always, oh yes, you could play me out with that's lovely music. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Tune in next week where I go to uh, Batam Island, Indonesia. I will see you there. Thanks for listening.